Welcome back to another episode of the Three Kings Bourbon Podcast here at Happy Hour Art Liquor Store. Uh, I am Tucker Schroeder. This is Royce Wilson. That is Shane Burks. And we're super stoked to be back for another episode. We're super stoked to be giving this our third shot, this episode, our third What y'all don't know is we had a little bit of issues with episode three for whatever reason. You would think that the third time is the charm. It's been the curse for us. Yeah. Uh, we, had a, we had an audio issue, and then somebody forgot to plug the mic in, uh, the receiver in. So we're going, <laughs> we're going third episode, third run, with the three kings. But we're happy to be back here, man, and uh, it's all good. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna try this. We're bourbon. excited, guys. We're really excited to be here. again. Yeah, <laughs> again. We're the Three Kings bourbon. All right. So kind of transitioning into bourbon news today, Tucker. I think you're gonna take that away. But we've got something special happening at Buffalo Trace, right? Back to back weeks of Buffalo Trace bourbon news content. Uh, last week we talked about, or I guess two weeks ago now, we talked about uh, the Prohibition series that they were coming out with, kind of a innovative. Uh, series of bourbons that were alluding to the Prohibition era. Now they're coming out with another pretty innovative bottle, uh, Eagle Rare, 25-year-old, which is insane to think about uh, 25-year-old bourbon coming from Buffalo Trace. So 25 years, that means that it was barreled in 1998, right? Barreled in 1998. Wow, I was barreled in 1998. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That, just, that is true. That, that is, is true. true. That, that is, is true. that is indeed yeah. true. Yeah. So I mean, that bottle is older than all of us, and we turned twenty. We both turned twenty-five in December. Yep, in December. So and then Tucker's like twelve. So, but the juice went into the barrel at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So all right. anyway, twenty-five years old. I mean, so my initial my initial thought on that, I, I honestly, eighteen's my sweet spot if we're going for older bourbons. That's just I love yeah. an eighteen. Like I like a lot of the renditions of eighteen-year-olds. Twenty-five is old to me, man. Like I feel like. Part of it is going to taste like number two pencils and wood, like just wood water. Like, I mean, I, I get it. It's yeah. cool. But I wonder if the bottle is cooler than it tastes good. Bryce, you're going to know the answer to this. What's the 18-year-old bourbon that we Old had? Old Fitz. Old Fitz. Yeah. And that's fire. That's yeah. fire. Yeah. That's probably top five bourbon I've ever had. It uh, very well could be. And so, I, we had it here at Happy Hour, yeah, which, at was, Happy. which was awesome. Um, I think, I don't believe that's going to happen. I truly don't. That Eagle Rare 25... From what we know, uh, was aged in warehouse P for most of its life. Now, I don't believe it was aged in warehouse P all of its life cycle, mm-hmm. just because 25-year-old bourbon, 1998, I, if I had to guess, that barrel was initially made for something else. You know, they don't, every barrel of bourbon that gets filled at Buffalo Trace, they don't know what it's going to be. They don't say, hey, that's going to be a pappy one day. Mm-hmm. It could be, but right. it's not guaranteed, so... Um, I think originally it was maybe put out and then they moved it to Warehouse P in those climate-controlled warehouses. So okay. I think the age on it will be 25-year-olds, but I don't know if we're going to get, like, 25-year-old number two pencil. Right. Because bourbon. of that climate control. So for you all that don't know, you know, the entire point of bourbon with the aging process is the seasonal changes, which is why another reason Kentucky is so incredible for bourbon because it's going to um, expand and contract with the changing of the seasons. Mm-hmm. So if it does that so many times with 25 years of age, it's going to get very, it's going to taste so much like that wood. But with this being climate controlled, at least for some part of its lifespan, uh, it's going to mitigate some of that wood, like, I don't know, woody water, barrel, barrel tannin, taste, bitterness. You know, yeah. uh, we'll still keep it a lot of that oak, but yeah, uh, yeah but it's yeah. cool. I'm looking forward what? to it. I mean, I, I want to try it. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm going to try somehow, some way. 
There's only what 100 barrels or 100, 100 bottles. 100 bottles at 10,000 a bottle is what it is. So yeah, I'm wondering how many barrels they're they're because I mean you're you're yeah. really thinking about the Devil's Cut and Angel Share like yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if how much they're losing. I doubt they'll release that type of information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to say. You know, 100 bottles, though, I would imagine maybe one or two barrels right. at least. So uh, maybe at least two barrels. I don't know. So I think if one of us ever gets the chance to see it, I think that would be special. I think one of us will see it. At Probably. Least with their eyeballs. At some point. Immediate but, FaceTime in the group chat. Somebody's yeah. gonna somebody's gonna call the other. We're gonna be so hyped just to even um, put eyes on that bottle. It's gonna be cool. One one would think since it came from Warehouse P that it would be P. It should be P. But I'm wondering, was this intentional? You know, that, that's yeah. my biggest question. Yeah, this. I think I think the I think no to answer your question shortly, but then yes, eventually after Buffalo Trace kind of came to its rise late 2000s you know they were probably sitting on this barrel 12 years old they're like okay well let's let's try to get something that's 25 year olds down the line 2023 who knows what bourbon's gonna look like but we're gonna have a 25 year old bourbon right granted harlan wheatley probably wasn't he probably wasn't in 2010 saying oh bourbon's gonna be as big as it is then mm -hmm. um because that boom was you know incredible so um i don't believe it was fully intentional but I do think after a certain point, obviously, it was very much intentional. My, my hypothesis is that somehow or another, they didn't pull it before that 10-year age mark, and it was sitting there like so it was forgot about 13-year-old or something like that. Could have they been. were like, let's just let it go all the way. Could have been. That's my thought. Could have been. Uh, I, I, who knows? I don't know if they'll ever tell the story on that, but uh, I do believe that uh, probably wasn't planned at first, and then it became a... Yeah. A project that, you know, 25-year-old you aware, I mean, who's not going to like that? So, yeah, uh, and the bottle's crazy. The bottle, it almost looks like a Japanese whiskey bottle. Some of those really Same. cool Japanese yeah. whiskey bottles. It, so, y'all go look it up. Go check it out. What we do know is intentional, and what we know that we do like is Barstown Bourbon Company and their origin series. This one here on the table is Bottled in Bond, uh, which we've explained in a separate video of what Bottled in Bond means. So, go watch it if you don't know what go that means. Go, go check that out. Go check it out. Uh, but this bottle here, Bottle Bond, obviously it's 100 proof, uh, and it is six years old, and they've disclosed their mash bill, which I love that they do on every bottle. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. So, I mean, we've talked about this amongst ourselves before, but I think there's some, you know, some other distillers that probably don't appreciate that. Yeah. Because they don't necessarily want to disclose their stuff. Well, Barstown Bourbon Company is like, here it is. And as a consumer, that's that's awesome. I mean, I think the transparency aspect for Barstown Bourbon Company is it, it's superior. As a consumer myself, for them to be so open and honest about what they've got, um, it, it, I mean, it's what you want. You right. know what I mean, that's the point. Think of it this way. Like, when you go buy some food, a lot of people, they're going to look on the back and see what's in this. So, I mean, just, just as a consumer wanting to know what I'm drinking, what I'm actually, I mean, not to know, like, what I'm putting in my body because it's awesome. But to be like, okay, this is what this is. Hey, now I can realize in my mind, okay, this mash bill is this, this, you know, age statement is this, this is what I like. Correct. You start to learn that about yourself. Yeah. And yeah, and as you know that, I mean, you know, you don't have to do mega research. It's on the size of the bottle. It's six years old. I um, mean, we're looking at 68% uh, corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. That's yeah. that's awesome. Bottled and bond, wheater, uh, own juice. Yeah. I mean, how cool is this bottle? It's it's checking off a lot of boxes for Bardstown Bourbon. And, and the bottle to me is just gorgeous too. Like I yeah. think Bardstown Bourbon's packaging in it's general, awesome. I think is super clean, super yeah. simple. 
gives you everything you want and uh yeah that tree on the back it's pretty cool yeah Uh, yeah i I like that a lot so let's go ahead and get a so we get a little nose on this fella tired of looking at it tired of looking at it Shane got to put his mustache on it. Every time I if, give him a glass, he he puts his mustache on it. If so you don't put your mustache on it, you can't smell it. Well, you keep your keep your own glass in, Shane. Don't it's put like it on my. That's why I got my like their whiskers. Have yeah, you got to put your whiskers on it. Put this. Well, don't their whiskers do something? Whiskers, uh, for cats, whiskers, it's like so they they know they can fit into a space. Oh. Like their whiskers, they can fit. Fun fact: I'm a cat dad, so y'all gonna hear me talk about Millie every now and then. But yeah, that's what it's for. Man, if they don't just walk through there. <laughs> Initial impression on this nose, um, definitely can tell it's a weeder. I think it gives you some type of uh, earth, maybe funk tones. I'm I'm not personally getting any type of funk per se, but I definitely can tell (coughs) that there's that wheat uh, characteristic to it. And then I also get like a sharper pop of something, maybe citrus, maybe something bitter, I don't know. But then the rest of it for me is just a sugary like regular sugar on it. Yeah. But right off the jump, for me, super simple. It smells like orange trident gum. That's yeah. exactly what it smells like. To yeah. Orange like rubbery gum. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I'm getting uh I'm getting a lot of sugar in this. I mean like you said that as one of your points. That, yeah. This is super sugary and I'm getting the, I'm smelling the citrus as well. But not the normal brown sugar that you would maybe get on bourbon. This is like granulated like, like just put sweet. it in your coffee yeah, yeah, I'm sugar you on that it, yeah it's like it's like a syrupy orange I, i'm thinking like a like a high c yeah you know like a high c drink From i mean this disease. is but mm. i will say this though there there is a funk to it i'm wondering if that's the weed or there's it's that malted barley or malted malted barley malted barley it's not the malted barley it's a malted barley but yeah, i'm wondering if that's what it is um, but I'll tell you what, man, let's go ahead and rank this thing so we can taste it because I, yeah. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like this to. nose for me, uh, kind of simple. I, I do, uh, tend to like this nose profile a lot. Um, super sweet noses to me, I think could be off-putting to some, but for me, I think they, they stick out. I think it gets me excited to, to try a bourbon. Um, not to mention there is some different notes, so maybe a sharper, not like sharp in the off-putting way, um, but sharp in like. I'm getting like a pop of citrus. And then you mentioned that, you know, funk, that earth tone. I think that is something that's not off-putting to me as well. Um, so I'm right there at 3.7 for this nose. I'm going to be a little different than you. Um, and it's it's not it's not bad to me. Uh, by means, it's not bad. But it's just uh, it's just okay. I mean, it's okay. It's not like uh, I'm not running back to the glass to sniff it again. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you pour it and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you want to keep smelling it. It's just all right for me. Um I'm gonna sit somewhere right at probably three crowns out of five, just three flat, which is not bad. It's just not knocking my socks off. Yeah. Not super stellar for you. Yeah. Um, when I first smelled it, I, I was a little off-putting for me because I wasn't anticipating that strong citrus. Uh, for a bourbon itself, I don't know if I actually. It's not that I don't like the scent. I might be a little bit more where you're at, but for an actual scent itself. I don't know if it's something that like I would want on me or just like something like, you know, around the house, whatever, like just a scent in general, but the fragrance on it is awesome and I love it. So I'm going to give it four crowns. Wow. So, yeah, that's hot. So I'm kind of like a, this would be a good like bourbon candle, like a bourbon scent yeah, candle yeah. for you. Yeah. I, I, think I, I think I would really enjoy that. Uh, I think, you know, if you did the little cool deal where you cut it right up there, and this would be a cool one <laughs> that, to do. I would say this would be this a cool would be awesome. This would be a cool candle bottle. That might be something to think about. Yeah. But, um. I think that that would be something that I like. Uh, 
Now, as I said, scent alone for a bourbon, but scent in itself for a crown. Yeah. Well, I'd like to taste it. So mm, let's get into should, it. I think we should get into that. Cheers, fellas. Yeah. There we go. All right. Okay. I got some. I got a point. Um, so I was getting a more syrupy, sugary orange on it. And I was definitely still getting the citrus, but I was getting more of a, a sweeter citrus. I'm getting a little bit more of a bitterness, more of an orange peel, but yeah. still it's followed by some sugar as well. I mean, it, it is, but I mean, we, ju I just took a sip, but it's, it's kind of like the same, like there's not a whole lot that like, that's yeah. what it is. This is straight up sweet orange to me. Yeah. That first sip, that first sip impression for me, I think the nose flows right into that palate. Uh, definitely getting that big sugar pop as well. I think the, the brightness or that sharp note isn't as sharp for me on the palate, mm -hmm. but I'm still getting that like very big time, like candy sweetness off of it. Um, and definitely getting some of those, uh, you know, maybe slight sweet oak in the background there. But I think for the most part, what's standing out to me most is that sweet sugar, yeah. like granulated sugar. Uh, when I when I taste it, it almost, if someone handed this to me and was like, you know, here you go, here's a drink, whatever, and they said that it was a cocktail, I wouldn't say that they were lying. Mm -mm. Um, and, and obviously, I'd be like, man, you were a little strong on the pour here. But when, I, when I'm tasting this in visual, and, and visualizing it, I can see the glass with some ice. Um, I can see the orange rind. Mm -hmm. I can see mm -hmm. the... The, uh, some bitters in there because it does have that bitter taste. Definitely some bitters. Uh, simple, simple, simple syrup in there. Simple syrup in there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really hidden on all cylinders as far as like a cocktail goes, which is, uh, I'm not really a cocktail person, mm -hmm. uh, but it's good. Yeah. Well, let's rank it, fellas. I mean, what, yeah. you guys, what are you guys thinking? I mean, Tucker, you want to start? Yeah. I, I do enjoy this palette quite a bit. Uh, maybe not as much as I am liking the nose. I think the nose, uh, is nice. I think you still get that wheat. I think you know it's a wheater when you drink on it. Um, but I think it gives you a lot more than, you know, your your typical wheaters out there. Uh, a lot more complexity. So I, 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 I'm going to stay right in that upper threes, a little bit lower than those. I'm right at three six for this palette. Okay. Uh, I'll probably be a little lower than you again. Um, you know, this is not, in my opinion, not a very complex bourbon, which is not a bad thing at all. It's extremely straightforward. I mean, it's just, it's very specific. So for me, if I'm like, I want kind of that, um, I'm desiring like an orange flavor. I'm desiring, you know, this particular type of bourbon, I would reach for it. So right. for that reason, it's going to stay on my shelf. Um, with that being said, it's just okay. I mean, it's just not particularly geared to my palate, but it's well done. It's a good bourbon. I'm enjoying it. So I'm somewhere going to be around 3.2 crowns, roughly. 3 .2. Somewhere around there. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say it's almost, and I'm kind of clarifying a little bit more of like, it's like a, Buttery orange marmalade cocktail yeah. for me. Um, yeah. That's kind of what I'm picking up. Uh, but I, I enjoy it, but I'm not necessarily an orange person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like I like orange every now and then, but it's not like my forte. Yeah. So I'm kind of like where you're saying, Bryce, where you're yeah. like, it's not something I'm going to reach for every day. But when I want something that's that, that's exactly what I'm going to go to. Get, sure. But also I enjoy it where you're at. So, so it's not like super jumping off the, the charts for me, but I'm going to follow you with the 3.6. Yeah. I think 3.6 crowns would be a good description yeah. for me. Um, yeah. yeah. And if y'all are ready, I'll kind of start with the finish just because like my answer's already here. Sometimes it takes a second for me to really feel that finish or know what it is. This one, 
I mean, I'll go ahead and get into it. I, for me, it doesn't change. It yeah. is literally the same from the beginning to the middle to the end of the, the finish for me. Uh, which, again, if, you, if you're enjoying that note, that, that orange, that sugar, sweet, bitter orange, whatever, this is great for you because it starts to finish going to be the same. Um, but the finish lacks because it's literally just the same all the way through for me. So I'm going to be honest with you, 2.5 crowns is dead center. You know, let's go from 1 to 5. 2.5 on the wow. finish. It doesn't wow. do anything for me. Yeah. It's not, I don't dislike it. It's just nothing. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it's there. I, I can still taste it, but I'm not, that's it. Yeah. It's really run of the mill finish. I think that for me, um, I think what I do enjoy about this bourbon, uh, bottled and bond, hundred proof, six years old. So it's, it's checking off a lot of boxes that we like, uh, you know, that we, something that we would gravitate towards just off of a label, right? Right. I do think there is quite a bit of viscosity for a hundred proof bourbon in here. For sure. So I do think it's sticking with my palate. <laughs> However, what I do agree with you on is that it's a very flat line, sweet nose, sweet palate, sweet finish, not sticking with me as long, but I think where it does stick with me, you alluded to already, it's like a buttery type of so maybe I'm not getting a lot of flavor, but my mouth feels coated. Yeah. So that's important. I, I don't know if I'm getting a, a ton of flavor that sticks with me. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely not as high. I'm probably going to lean. I'm still in the threes. I'm probably going to say three, two. However, I don't believe it's, uh, I, don't, I don't believe it's that, you know, it's sticking with me a little yeah. bit more than yeah. maybe you have alluded to it. It's sticking. I'm just, I'm honestly, that was a hard, it was a harsh ranking. I know it because I, it is good. But it just <laughs> it says it's just the same. It's just I don't know. I, I'm definitely feeling that it's staying with me, but it's not doing anything for me. Right. That's my point. Yeah. But what do you um, think, Shane? I will say one. I differ with you guys. Uh, I am kind of getting like a change in complexity as far as the palate goes on the finish. It almost and this, and I want to say like three sips in, it was kind of like a boom. Like okay, now I'm getting it. It tastes like bread. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like a the the cocktail I was discussing, and then it's almost like bam wheat. Well, that that, that wheat and that makes sense. Funk ish, yes. like yeast wheat, like yeah, I it makes sense. Get that. So, um, but I will come back to say, and I've said this about two different things for this. One, and this is odd kind of take here. One thing I do not like about beer is that it tastes like bread. I don't mm. like that at yeah. all. I don't like that taste. Mm. So I don't like that. <laughs> it tastes like bread. At yeah. The end. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's like a funny kind of take on that but if you're not if a big bread guy if you do like that it might be good for you but yeah. i'm gonna give it three crowns okay. um it's good uh it's not completely falling off not completely dissipating as i would say um but it's good um yeah. don't really care for the finish as much yeah. just that that wheat coming through uh but yeah it's, it's solid so three yeah. three crowns overall you guys want to give it overall yeah let's go ahead and do it i think overall Six-year-old bottle and bond, weeded bourbon from Barstown. Uh, here at Happy Hour, you can come in here and get it for fifty bucks. Yeah, like sold here at Happy Hour. Come, what, come check what it out. You, what, I mean, there's not a like when you factor in those aspects to it. I feel like it makes it a lot better. Um, however, I I don't know if it's for everybody. So mm -hmm. I think, um, and we'll get to this review as well. The counterpart to this bourbon, the other origin series, the White Label. The more rye, that's going to be more traditional bourbon. Right. So I think you have to be a weeder fan to maybe lean towards this one. Uh, I am 
probably partially a Weeder fan. It's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. However, I'm probably going to dip this one right at 3.5. I'm right middle of the road of the threes. I think the nose and the palate are great, but the finish definitely falls off. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm just middle of the road. I think it's great value for money. Sure. But, um, you know, realistically speaking, 3.5. Yeah. For me, I'll go ahead and get into mine. Uh, before you get into yours, Shane, I see your wheels turning over there. I'm, so I'm processing. Currently. You're processing, so I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, for me, again, this is very specific to somebody's palate. Like, this isn't interchangeable. If you like this, you like it. Like, if you want an orange, you know, citrusy, uh, sweet, and bitter, this is this is for you. You should absolutely get it. The value is incredible. Again, it's a six-year-old bourbon, 100 proof, price point is great. I get all that. For me, for my palate, I can't put this anything higher than three crowns. So I'm three flat with it. Uh, with that being said, it's going to be on my shelf. I want it to be there because when I do want to taste something with this profile, this does a good job of achieving that, that citrusy feel, um, that bit of sweet bitterness playing around with each other. Uh, but it's just very straightforward. Just is what it is. Value prop is very good. Uh, but yeah, three flat, three crowns for me. Uh, just It's good. I'm liking it, yeah. But it's it's very specific for the time that I would want it. Yeah, that's all. So, so since I'm over here thinking about this so in depth, I'm gonna give two scores. <laughs> two scores. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a reason. Behind <laughs> all right, three let's, hear, so, let's hear what you got. So yes, it is a three kings first. So my actual score on this is gonna be three point five crowns. Um, I think it is solid. I think it's a, above average. Um, I think that it's a really good bourbon. But my second score would be a 3.9. And the reason I give it a 3.9 is because I give it a 3.5 because I don't really like orange and I don't really like wheat. If I like those things, this bourbon is way above. Yeah, definitely. Way above par. Um, and, and that is kind of like a, that's kind of like a, I don't know, a prelude to whatever you you guys might like. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm just kind of throwing that out there to say, like, if you do like those flavor profiles, it's awesome. It's, it's hitting on all cylinders. But for me, and this is the score I'll stick with, I'll give it 3.5 crowns because it's good, but there's just some taste that I just don't really necessarily for. your for. palate. And you know yeah. what? That's when you know, you know, I mean, there's even, like, even if you're, like, a food critic, you might be like, this food is, it's well-made, it's good food, it's, you know, but it's not what I like the most. Yeah, so, I, nothing wrong with I that. Think, I think one thing for us that you guys will get to see as, as well, you know, uh, I will, I'll go ahead and say, like, some of the feedback we've gotten is, like, how do you compare your numbers to, like, other bourbons? Well, it's us. It's yeah. our palate. Yeah. Um, so you'll see us go off what we think. But sometimes, just like I did, we can give a score based on like, hey, if you would like this, if you like these tastes, go get this because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but for me, what I like, 3.5. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, well, you know what time it is. It's, yeah. it's King's Court time, baby. It is the King's Court time. And speaking of King's Court Kings on the court. The NBA just kicked off, fellas. Let's let's get into a, yeah. a big topic around the, the states for sure and potentially yes. around the world. Who's the GOAT in basketball? I, I have the answer. I know. It's okay. LeBron. It's LeBron James. I, LeBron I was gonna say James. I was gonna say his middle name. I was gonna say LeBron something James. I don't know his middle name. I think it's Akron. like is it Akron? Akron. LeBron Akron James. Look, we've said this before amongst ourselves. All of our dads probably are going to say Michael Jordan. Actually, my dad definitely does. Yeah. And then everybody's like, well, that's my GOAT. Not my GOAT, your GOAT, this era, that era. I don't care. It's LeBron James. Put him in any era. He's going to he survive goes. and thrive. You know, right now, okay, so he's in his 21st year right now. Mm -hmm. 
you seen what he's doing right now? Yeah, no, he's Hoop, not crazy. Hooping, and his fourth quarter stats are crazy right now, Hoop. too. So I'm like, you're, you're telling me this man is 21 years in the league. His NBA career is old enough to drink bourbon. That's crazy. Yeah. He's the GOAT, man. It, I will say, LeBron, LeBron is the GOAT. Uh, you know who he didn't get it done against, though? Magic. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> oh, the Magic man. are a good, fun, young team. Oh, I get it. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, uh, I think I think it's a it's maybe a three-horse race, really a two-horse race if you break it down. I think you got MJ and you got LeBron. I think Kobe's in Kobe's the discussion. In, he's in the discussion. In the discussion. People, people like him because I would say he's – Arguably the greatest scorer of all time. Correct. Yes. And I think I think ment- I think mentality. Um, I think Kobe's one of those guys that, like, if you if you talk about just like raw, just like competitor, like yeah. Yeah. Kobe yeah. is the first one that I think about in the NBA. The reason I'm gonna say it can't be Kobe is because Kobe will. Oh, he can't. No, excuse me on that. But Kobe modeled his game after Michael Jordan. Correct. So you cannot. I mean, you can. You can't say that someone who modeled their game after another person is the GOAT over that person that they modeled their game yeah. after. Unless if they did it better. Yeah. And I don't think – I mean, I so I'll did. say this. I'll say this. Kobe's my favorite player of all time, hands down. Not even close. He's not in the top three. I love Kobe. I really do. He's not in your top three? No, he's not in my top three. Who's your top three? Oh, man, that's hard. But too much? he's not – I mean, it's, it's LeBron. It's Jordan. The third spot I fight with myself over constantly. It's really hard. I don't know, but it's not Kobe. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, I would even take Prime Shaq as far as his dominance in the game over Kobe. Now, I know they play together. I saw, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I love Kobe. It's just, I can't put Bean up there. But I'll tell you one thing, you know, who we, this might not be a discussion anymore because there's a young man in the NBA right now who might run away with this. Think it'd be the future, go? Victor Wembanyama. Let me tell you something, man. Bro, get out of here. Let me tell you. Ah. Just hear me out. Hear me out. I thought you were gonna say Giannis. Like I would have been I like, you were yeah. Paolo <laughs> no, Paolo, Paolo's my, he's no, nice. He's nice though. But let me tell you right now, Victor. Give Victor. Some, wait, Victor's nineteen. He's nineteen. We have never ever seen his anybody. Handles are crazy. His handles at that size and his his ability to shoot the three ball. He said the other night. So he he had like what like 15, 15, 16. The other night he got the green light thirty eight. No problem. I'm not giving him his flowers yet, bro. Bro, just yeah. wait. I'm just saying the That's potential fine. is there. So the potential I wanna, is I wanna, there. That might be the end. The goat for real, for real. Maybe. I want to get back into the LeBron discussion. So <laughs> one thing that that I think is absolutely crazy is last season LeBron went for his fifth highest scoring season. So when we think about now, now let's That's be let's be legit. When you guys think about scores, LeBron. Okay, first LeBron has more points than anybody. But if you think scores, I'm going to think of Melo, uh, Kobe. KD. KD. KD, yep. All those Steph, guys. Steph, even. Steph. Yep. But you're not going to sit here and be like, LeBron is an elite scorer. But he is. Yeah, no, but he is. But on top of that, LeBron is the – there's no other player ever to be number in a top ten of passing or assist and points. Yeah. There's no other player. It's LeBron. I just don't know. I don't know if this, like – this. This makes sense in my head, and, and tell me if it's like well, it sounds funny. LeBron is just legitimately like the best basketball player all around, all around just to play of all time. Everything okay. defensively, Does I mean, he can sen- play different positions, everything. Like, LeBron, everything LeBron might be the best athlete we've ever seen. Yeah, I think that's. I think that there was a serious discussion yeah. for him to go play in the NFL. <laughs> 
And and that, still, that, if he actually trained for it, if he actually trained and dedicated, he might be the best tight end of all time. I don't think people know how crazy that is. Two, two questions for the comments that we've, that we've all personally had debates about. This one's not really a debate. Do you think LeBron James could play in the NFL? I say yes. I, I say think yes. he could. Tight ends may be a stretch, but I definitely think play receiver. I mean, we just we just recently if he's had walking. I think we yeah. just had a uh, National Tight Ends Day. We True. saw we saw Brian's video. <laughs> so here's the thing about it: there's there's no Austin Knox. Yeah, hey man. No, just here's the thing about it: LeBron, Kyle Pitts. LeBron is a bit corny, but he's a good dude. I oh, love LeBron, I and I say corny as in like he's nice just Tommy. funny, right? No, nah, he's he's funny. He's funny. Like he's like not, not necessarily corny, but he's funny. He's goofy. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's a goat. He's a good dad, man. Grew Great up, guy. grew up, man, with the whole spotlight on him, and look what cool. he's done. We're looking at 21 years in the career. We'll never see that again. We might see another Jordan. We will never see another LeBron. Gonna have and to. I'm going to end on that note, and I'm going to sign off because LeBron James is the goat, and I dare somebody to say he's not because you're wrong. One last question though: Who's winning in a boxing match, LeBron or Floyd? LeBron. In a boxing match? It's Floyd Mayweather. In a boxing, not a street fight. A boxing match? Answer in the comments who you think would win in a in a 12-round boxing match. Floyd not a street Mayweather, fight. Not a street fight, a boxing not match. Not UFC. Boxing match, Floyd. He's not going to be able to hit Floyd. I don't even have the energy to get into this. Uh, yeah. You can, you can cut the episode no, now. No, it, it no. Would be, it would be All Floyd right. Mayweather. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to the third episode of the Three Kings Bourbon Podcast. Uh, we, we'd love to have you guys back. Uh, we'll be back for episode four. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching. We really appreciate your guys' support. If you like what you're seeing, please check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, and one last thing, another shout out, another thank you to Happy Hour Bar and Liquor Store here in Nicholasville, Kentucky. You guys come check this place out. It's great. Thanks. Three Kings Bourbon wishes you to drink like a king, but to act like one also. Please drink safely and responsibly.